This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Uh, good morning, good morning. I'm waiting on my link to come through uh, to see myself on my own show here. We'll get it together in a minute. And uh, we're in the um, Warthog Man Cave. Professor Ward Scott here on a open line Friday. We got the open line, so that means you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, we are also in the Mellon Law Studio, which is the only law firm partner of the Florida Gators, official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, Mellon Law. And we're protected 24 7, uh, 365 by, of course, Crime Prevention, and sponsored by all the great people you see coming through. Production, I still don't have that link. I'm looking. Uh, maybe we got a glitch in the Internet. Uh, I need my link so I can tell everybody's hearing. Um, right now, doesn't I don't, don't have it. Now, you know, my band and my listeners, when you uh, put up a new operating system on your phones which I fell for and did I have no idea what all that does I'm still looking for my link so I can check to see who is uh, everybody's hot uh, meanwhile I'll cover some things with you and see maybe still watching I apologize I apologize I apologize as my good friend Lee Pickinson used to say but um one of the sponsors we have, of course, is Caliber Coffee. And I'm having a cup of Caliber Coffee right now. And, of course, you may buy Caliber Coffee from the Caliber Coffee Company at calibercoffeecompany.com on our website uh, and get free shipping. And if you use the code WARD15, you get 15% off. But right now, let me put this over here. Caliber Coffee, still don't have my link, my man. Um, is having a sale. And since they also sell ammunition, um, let me just get this right. Looking on another computer here. Um, 10,000 rounds of ammo giveaway. Uh, they're celebrating 10,000 new customers in 2023 by giving away 10,000 rounds of 9mm ammunition. Now, 9mm is a ubiquitous round. It is the most popular round now. It fits the most pistols out there. It's what it is the weapon of choice, the 9mm round. So you can use that in a number of weapons. Um, Here's how it works. Five weekly winners receive... 1,000 rounds plus $100 worth of caliber 
coffee gift card to three more uh, grand prize winner will be chosen 1222 and person will receive 5,000 rounds of ammo plus a $500 gift card and every item purchased between now and 1220 receives a one entry into the contest. Buy one item, item, you get one entry. Buy 10 bags of coffee, you get 10 entries. And everything is done automatically upon purchase. Ah, I see I have something here. And it is not the link. Um, let me take time out with my production guys, see if we can make this work. Zach, you think you can resend it one more time? See what happens now. Bear with me, fans. And we'll see what happens here in a minute. You know, I got a strange message. There it is. I see now. It should be. It came through on my iPad. Well, I got a strange message before I went on that there was another phone linked to my phone. But I may have it over on the iPad. Hang with me, Brad. Yeah, we got it over on the iPad. And let's hope when I boot it up, I don't hear myself. Okay. I'm seeing it on the iPad. There's some kind of glitch. Uh, it's not on your end, Zach. It's something about. Now I got it on the iPad. And the reason I'm looking is to see everybody who's here uh, tuning in. Um, yeah, I like it better. Something wrong. Um, with the way we'll, we'll try to fix that at the bottom of the hour. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Well, let's get going here with what Odds and Ends Friday is all about. Generally, you know, I try to have a, a plan, if you will, of what we're going to talk about. Basically, a little outline. I'm not set in stone, but kind of like uh, points we'd like to bring up. But then a lot of things don't fit on a particular day. It's hot news days, cold news days. Uh, right now, it's basically a cold news week because all the news is caught up in. And it's kind of redundant. We're just waiting around, waiting around to see if and when they will do next step, whatever it is they're going to do. Well, understand just before we went on the air here that we are doing that. They've resumed whatever it is fighting they're doing. So um, 
That happened, I think, just before we went on the air. So there's all these other things that I stick out in the midnight auto yard. And then, you know, I think about them and I go out there and get them once in a while. And I remember when I used to watch Johnny Carson, whom I, I liked a great deal of that. Um, I'm sure you did, too. Uh, the great Carsonini, who would take an envelope and give the answer to the question that was in the envelope without having seen the question. I always thought that was really funny, very good, uh, if you will, um, uh, drama, uh, funny. You know, he was one of the best, of course. So I'm going to sort of do that technique, but a couple of things bother me about the way Trump's being treated, not particularly because it's Trump, but because it's, it's obviously a setup. And it's obviously, you can refute me if I'm wrong, it's obviously something that um, is less than completely candid, right? I mean, listen, I'm trying to be conservative here in what I say. I ran across this in Breitbart, and thank goodness for Breitbart. Uh, they print things that other don't print, and they have very reliable reporters. But this special counsel, Jack Smith, he sent a search warrant to Twitter, which is now, of course, X. And in this search warrant, evidently, he requested a huge swath, what a word, swath, S-W-A-T-H-E, a huge swath of information about the account of Donald Trump. But it didn't stop there. And this is the part that ought to trouble us. And we know we've been bitten by this YouTube uh, censorship because we question the acceptable storyline. This information that this prosecutor going after Trump asked for was not only about Trump, it was information on the millions of accounts that interacted with Trump. Now, that could be paper. That could be you. It's an extraordinarily expansive request that would result in data on millions of Americans that would be turned over to the Department of Justice. Now, X, Musk bought X because he was convinced that Twitter was an extension of the government. And this would tend to make you believe him. X initially delayed complying with the request. That's what the New York Post is reporting. And guess what? Because X did not comply, the company was fined $1.5 
$350,000. You know, it's very difficult, very difficult to fight the United States government. Just ask the Confederates. So we have here a heavily redacted search warrant requesting a list of all users who liked or retweeted posts from Trump between October 2020 and January 2021, including all associated logs and metadata. And the warrant also requested all IP addresses associated with Trump's account and a list of all devices used to log into it. Now, this is a former president of the United States. And what this fishing expedition would mean is that any staffer or aide who logged into the account would have the information divulged to the special prosecutor. Now listen, do you recall that there was cocaine found in Biden's White House? This is why I put this under odds and ends. This is odd. Why would you not do the same thing to the guy who left cocaine in Biden's White House? If you're going to go to all this trouble to discover what? You don't even have a bag of cocaine. All you got is Supposedly, people who are citizens, at least in the Biden White House caper, you got a bag of cocaine. I mean, I got buddies who are narcotics guys. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they could do to that bag. Particularly since the White House is, you would think, surveillance all the time. All the information on Trump's connect and notification tabs was requested, as well as all search history, blocks, mutes, and even drafted tweets. Search history. You know, I always knew that Jack Smith was a creep. But this is bigger than Jack Smith. So I got this in the odds and ends. I had it in the midnight auto yard. The company, X Twitter, went to court 
That's another whole story. Courts went to court to try to get out of having comply, and and they failed. The counter arguments were there is reason to believe notification to the former president, a sophisticated actor with an expansive platform, would result in a statutory cognizable harm. It's the kind of language the liars got into. All this is about a search of tampering with evidence, intimidation of potential witnesses, delaying the trial. It's unbelievable. I thought that was very, very, very odd. And sling this over in the... I mean, good God. Poor old, this made me think of this character. I've been trying to talk about this for a while. If you're in a chat room, can't see you as well on my other computer. I'll try to fix it. I'll try to fix it at the uh, weather break. Poor old Mike Lindell. He's He's practically... A poster child for this. He's the my pillow guy. He, the government is trying to break him because every time they drag him into court, he gives them the international fighter pilot salute. They're not intimidated by him, so they just keep dragging him in until they financially break him. He's had one small moment of celebration, according to. I had put this in the midnight hour yard, thinking this all goes together somehow. Trying to break citizens for endorsing a candidate or rooting for a candidate or communicating about a candidate is pretty scary. Now, apparently, and these, get, these things get reversed and then overturned and overturned, overturned. You know, there's this whole business about whether or not Trump is on a gag order. One court said, no, he shouldn't be. And then they reversed that. All this is designed to kick the can down the road so that Trump can't be a candidate. But apparently, last week in Georgia, in Georgia, there was a historical judge that anyone in elections or election machines is not a conspiracy theorist. 
Well, that's that's common sense. That's the backbone of a free society. You should be able to question. This was a U.S. District Judge, Amy Totenberg. She issued a 135-page ruling last Friday. This is all about this lawsuit to rid Georgia of its electronic voting machines in favor of hand-marked paper ballots. You know that the, the commies are going to fight that Tooth and nail. They're not going to want that. Absolutely not. They want voting, as I say, but not jokingly, to be validated by breath on a mirror. And maybe not even breath on a mirror, because since you do it absentee, you don't even have to be physically around the vote. Good luck on ever getting hand-marked paper ballots. Now, this lawsuit was filed by individual voters and an election security advocacy group known as the Coalition for Good Governance. It argued that the machine's cyber security flaws violate the constitutional rights of voters to cast their votes and have those votes accurately counted. And you know right here, we've led the charge on voting integrity. And it's not hard at all to find that Missing. Furthermore, the judge said that the evidence in the case that was presented, quote, does not suggest that the plaintiffs, in other words, the people who are presented it, are conspiracy theorists of any variety. See, that's the other thing that Jack Smiths are doing. If you dare to question this, you're a conspiracy theorist. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're trying to overthrow the United States government. This is the Dominion voting system. Georgia's Georgia, Georgia's electronic vote system. It's the same one that got Sidney Powell in trouble. Was purchased from Dominion Voting Systems in 2019 and implemented statewide in 2020. I've always thought that 50 years from now won't be around for that. The truth will come out about this election. But it'll be too late Poor old my pillow, Lindell, who literally is poor now, is currently raising money 
or the Lindell Offense Fund to help pay his legal bills. There you go. Ah, it's Anyans. Phone line is open. <clears throat> you want to chime on? Chime in. We pay for the phone line, by the way. If my mother was still alive, she'd say, well, if nobody's using it, why do you have it? She grew up in the Depression. You couldn't afford it. You didn't get it. All of our stuff was bought on sale. I think every shirt I wore to school, she bought it on sale. Fox reports, I guess I guess all this is going together now that I'm looking at it. Now that I'm paying attention to my own self. The other thing that, you know, this Democrat Party is a pretty good, knows how to wage war pretty well. The problem is they're waging it against their own country. And not only are they afraid of Trump and they're bound and be damned to get Trump out of the picture, but they are afraid of the Supreme Court. They are petrified of them, and they're out to get them, and they are targeting the conservative people on the court. And if the Republicans were doing it to Clarence Thomas, and Clarence Thomas were a Democrat, I heard I don't know what I heard there, Zach. If, 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 Dem- if Thomas were a Democrat, oh, plantation marks on. Um, let me finish, finish his thought, Mark. Um, Good morning, Lord. They would be hollering. Let me finish his thought, Mark. They would be hollering of that the attack on Clarence Thomas is racist. But it's not racist if the Democrats do it. Good morning, Mark. Are you freezing? Uh, well. It was better this morning, but we had about a 15-degree day, a 24-degree day. It was 26 this morning. It's now 40 and overcast. So, yeah, we've had a little about a frost up here in the last uh, week. Well, you'll know how to handle it. If anybody can handle it, you can. Oh, yeah. Uh, Under Armour and heavy coats and insulated boots, and we've just go out there and rough it. But uh, what... uh, what the old prosecutor's trying to do is is really uh, unconstitutional searches and seizures. After so much information on anybody, next they'll want to know everybody that voted for Trump, I guess. I'd be on that list, uh, but since I'm not on social media, on Twitter or anything, it, I, my name would never show up. But uh, these people are in uh, full-blown mode here, uh, 
out to get anybody and everybody that has anything to do with Trump, with the Republicans, especially conservative, really conservative Republicans. And uh, all I can say is donate to your conservative candidates, keep them in the running. And uh, I can't tell you how much money I spent on elections here in Virginia, but we came out victorious, at least in my districts, uh, for, you know, Republicans, uh and Democrats holding their seats, and uh, at least uh, this uh, state house and senate are Republican controlled now. We just uh, need to do a better job uh, nationally. And uh, there's a few guys trying to take out Kane. Mark, I was going to ask you about that. Do you feel you know Virginia was, as you know, Southern as can be, that birthplace really of the whole Confederacy. Uh, they've tried to purge that from any, you know, statues and, and commemorations and holidays and names and all that. But I feel, and I'm, I'm far away from the state, that there is a core resistance to that that is getting a little stronger. Am I misreading that? Yeah, I think that's uh, probably true. Uh, Monday morning after the show, I had to make a speed run to back uh, to Newport News and Hampton area and carry one of my friends back over there. He wasn't feeling good on his way to go hunting in Illinois. So uh, my old neighbor turned around and picked me up and drove me back. But what struck me, one of the Civil War monuments that was removed, and I, I want to say it was either it was east of Emporia, probably in Greenville County over there, somebody had taken one of those monuments and put it in their cornfield or soybean field and built like a small park around it right beside US 58. It it just struck me as odd that one of those farmers over there would be able to get a hold of the statue and put it in his field and make a little park around it. So... uh, there's still some patriots around down here. Well, they're sure of a job trying to clean them out. How does Nikki Haley go up, up there? You know, I don't really know. Most of the people that were up here were Trump people. Even my old grizzled neighbor across the road over there is a retri- retired trucker. Uh, he's still got a big four-by-eight Trump plywood sign in his front yard over there. So, you know, I, I don't think Nikki Haley is going to make any inroads here. Our biggest problem in this state, Virginia Beach, Alexandria, Charlottesville, all the really big cities up here have enough Democrats to overrule all, all the rural part of the state down here because there's, uh, let's see, there's some counties up here as few as 1,000 people, and they're predominantly Republican over in the western part of the state. And then the southern part of the state down here, probably with the exception of Virginia Beach, most of these counties down here around me are all Republican. But, man, the populations only go between, say, 8,000 to maybe 22,000 a county. So in my in my old district, where Bob Good is uh, in Congress, uh took 21 counties to make 750,000 people down here. So you can see what we're up against when you got a million people, you know, or more in the Virginia Beach area, and then you Charlottesville, which is big, 
and Alexandria and Fredericksburg and all them, it only takes five of these places to outvote the rest of the state on these Democrats. That's our big problem. That may well be the problem nationwide. There seems to be really a big difference, as you and I know, being in the country and loving it so much, and um, between the the set of experiences of a city dweller compared to the set of experiences to a country dweller. And I, I you know, the wisdom is lacking in the city dweller. Um, you almost never meet somebody in the country. Correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong. Who isn't wise about something? You know, the old guy down the road is really knows about this and really knows about that. You don't do this to corn and you don't do things that are real fundamental. But you don't see that in the city. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, the the people that live in the burbs and and, in the big cities uh, have no conception of what actually goes on out here now. Uh, they just finished timbering uh, part of our hunting lease over here, about probably close to 150 acres. Those guys, every morning, four days, I could hear the machinery running over there. Log trucks are pulling in the gate at five in the morning. My neighbor's uh, hired hand, old Jericho, is on that big Kubota tractor with dual hay forks, hauling hay at daylight out here in these pastures. And... You know, it goes on and on. Lambert's been out here uh, combining soybeans for about the last two weeks, getting these small fields up and everything. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on like this. You know, these guys are working seven days a week. Um, one of my good buddies with the cattle down here, Nelson Baird, he uh, he's out seven days a week just after daylight watching his hands. He's got pastures in two counties. Can't tell you how many cattle he has. And, uh, you know, people out here go to work. They have to pay taxes. They have to pay state taxes, property taxes, and everything else. And they've got to go to work in the morning. And they're not, nobody's rich. I mean, people are rich guys around here. They're multimillionaires. But uh, it's old, old Confederate, even before that in the 1700s, that they had these big plantations and land grants and, you know, that, that's been passed down from generation to generation. So, yeah, that's the way it is down here. You, you're either struggling on an acre out here to make a living going to work every day, or you inherited money and land and stuff, and you're just continuing on with the process. But gradually being more and more outnumbered. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you. There's, thank there's you. One, one particular guy in uh, – Mecklenburg County next to me, and he's into, he grows 2,000 acres of tobacco, you know, and he's got millions of dollars worth of equipment over there. That's what they don't understand either. When you get into this farming, you, Virginia's average farm is only 250 acres, and a lot of it's in little 40 and 50 and 60 acre plots out here, and uh, there's none, none of this 1,000 acre field like you get out in Illinois and stuff. So these guys are constantly on the move. Uh, going for their cattle and stuff up here. So, you know, well, Mark, I thought I'd, hopefully we get some more rain today. And uh, Very good. Very good report from up there on the lay of the land. Okay, man. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Mark. I'm talking to Mark Cook there, Plantation Mark, who is a 
retired master chief, my golly, in the Navy. Uh, I don't know if they call him master then. E, whatever the highest rank you could be, for 30-some years um, in the Navy, knows how to do everything, and is a really a self-reliant person, but stays up on what's going on in the world. Uh, we're going to take a break here on, uh, and maybe I'll get a little more time from production. Um, we'll try to figure out, uh, and it's probably beyond what I'm able to do, uh, why this number went to a different place. And uh, we'll be back in a minute. Zach, is that okay with you, my man? Okay. We're going to break for the weather and we'll be back. And I'll see if I can get my computers running right here. Be right back. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help! All right, Ward's Weather Report, brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron Gas Stations, you know, this whole thing about electric vehicles is turning out to be a hoax. We'll get to that in a minute. But I have fixed my computer. I now see what's going on. So I see all the people that I can talk to. And you can put something in the chat line or call in, as Marcus did. Well, we've got a little milder day here around our parts. 
61 up to about 81. But we're going to get some more rain. Not us, probably. We're going to slide off through Georgia, Alabama, Virginia, uh, up that way, up the coast. And uh, to AccuWeather, it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty pretty heavy rain. So we'll miss it, though, it looks like. Um, that's uh, good and bad. We like the rain. Well, that was Plantation Mark who called in from Virginia. Gave us a pretty good report on what is, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm afraid this is true everywhere. And that is the difference between people who grow up living this, near nature and people who grow up, how can I say it, living near Concrete, is that a way to say it? I don't, uh, probably not. But um, I've got something in the midnight hour yard about that. See if I can find it. Well, I'll run up on it. We're looking at Really, the use of judicial power against the country's own citizens. And the latest example of this is the way in which the Senate Judiciary Committee, Durbin, I can't stand that guy. He's right in there with Pesselneck and Chuck U. Schumer and all those guys, Pelosi, the whole mess of them. Durbin is after friends, let's put it this way, friends, just friends of Clarence Thomas. That's the one they really, really are afraid of. And they have been using the Senate Judiciary Committee and avoiding the Republican members on it by ignoring their opportunity to voice their concerns. As they probe Ethics allegations, ethics allegations, get this, unethical people probing people for ethics violations. I mean, to me, that that sums up the whole thing. That sums up what we're dealing with. People who are accused of the very behavior that those who are accusing them are guilty of. Thereafter, Thomas and Samuel Alito claiming that they failed to disclose luxury vacations paid for by the conservatives were also their friends. 
I'm going to give you a true story. Rodney Long. I know this is this is small potatoes. Rodney Long used to take campaign contributions. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Rodney Long used to take campaign contributions and use them for dry cleaning. And a friend of mine, who was one of the ones whose contribution was used by Rodney for dry cleaning. When that was pointed out to my friend, he asked Rodney Long, did you use my contribution, which I gave you so that you could do the things you do with contributions, buy signs, pay political announcements. Did you use them to have your clothes dry clean? And Rodney told my friend, well, of course I did. I have to present well. Incredible. Because you see, we're crossing a line there. Private life profiting from the public office. That's what they're trying to do here to Thomas and Lito. You couldn't have gone to luxury vacation with the money we pay you to be a Supreme Court justice. How do they know? It's none of their business. These guys must have bought influence from you, except there's no court. Argument before them involving their friends. There's not even a situation to trigger it. Not even a situation. Now, a further irony is the Supreme Court has enough liberals on it, basically the women, to issue a code of conduct on itself. wanting to do here. You have to be careful now. You just tied the Supreme Court justices on your own hangman's noose. You let them pressure you into a code of conduct where there was no need for one. There is one for them. But there's none for you. But you fell for it. You did it. 
And now, since it exists, you can bet they'll use it. They'll go hunting or something to use it on. And if they can't find something, they'll make it up. And then they will cast doubt on you. That's all they're trying to do. They will cast doubt on you. And once they cast doubt on you, they'll have you publicly identified as someone whose judgment standard is compromised. It's incredible. It's incredible. The guy they cross-examined was a guy named Leo. Leo is a part of the Federalist Society. The liberals hate the Federalist Society. The Federalist Society advised Trump through the nominations of Supreme Court Justices Kavanaugh and Barrett and Gorsh. And the Democrats hate that. So now they're keeping Leo under a microscope in D.C. And they're launching an investigation into Leo to see if there's any dark, quote-unquote, money in the Federalist Society. To me, that's odd. To me, that is flat out, my friends, odd. May I make a confession? I did not watch the debate between DeSantis and Newsom. I can't stand Newsom. A slick dude with a silver spoon backed by a bunch of crazy people was away. Unfortunately, he presents himself to a lot of people. But I saw this in the New York Post, I thought this was funny. I may go back and try to cherry pick this part out of the out of the debate. Apparently, DeSantis said Newsom, and this is quoted in the New York Post. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed safer, better budget, 
lower taxes. All this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then according to the Post, DeSantis paused. DeSantis said the man paused and said, by the way, you know, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. Well, that's hilarious. I mean, that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that Reagan was great at. Don't go into all the stats and all the data. That's the way, I, that's why I can't listen to Billy Napier. I call him the doctor of philosophy. Listen to him. I listen to him explain why Florida. I can't listen. It's like listening to a philosopher. Well, you know, now in this situation, and he off into something. Doesn't tell a single story. Nobody cares about that. Tell me a story. Reagan understood that. Just tell a story. Let the story do the talking. So anyway, I'd probably pay good money to see that. Particularly at surprise Newsom. Now Newsom apparently sneered. Couldn't explain or spin the fact that 750,000 Californians had moved out of the states in 2021. Now, the other side of this coin, i got to tell you something. I don't want anybody else moving to Florida. That's been going on ever since I've been here. Florida is ruined. I remember Florida without Disney. I remember Florida without the tollway. I remember Florida the interstate. Thank God I got to see it. I remember how the Orange Blossom Trail smelled with the Orange Blossoms. I remember driving a Yeehaw Junction through Yeehaw Junction seeing nothing. <clears throat> Yeah. Owen Gowan's Gatorland down there at 441 in Kissimmee. I remember Oaks Mall when it was the Oak Forest. It was coming through St. Cloud, Florida. The land was being cleared. My grandfather drove me out to see an overpass that was completed up to the spot across 441. We were in a 1961 Ford Galaxy. He looked up and he said, it'll never go, it'll never, it'll never work. And I said, 
What do you mean it'll never work? He said, there's not enough cars. It'll go broke. My grandfather actually thought. Now, he'd been coming to Florida since the early 40s. He actually thought. Believed, just didn't think. That there never been enough cars to justify building the Sunshine Parkway. That was circa 19. I know we were in a brand new galaxy. About 1961. Really? So, this antidote is funny, but it didn't find. I'm not. I'm not interested in any more people coming to Florida. I know the real estate people are and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I'm not into it. Let's just stop it right now. Stop it. It's going to go faster. And every time this guy gets on there or somebody gets on there and says, hey, Florida's a place to come. Oh, my God, they come. Well, thank you for indulging in odds and ends Friday. I don't really have a way of making sense out of any of this stuff. Except it seems to be a theme running through it. Now that I've talked about it with you. If you're being accused of something, you're conservative, chances are the guy who's accusing you of it is the one who's guilty of it, and you're the one who's innocent of it. Wow. Have a great weekend. Warhol Command Center out.